This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kewell. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. I'm a man. Welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark, and I am fired up for this week's programme as I have a major announcement to make in just a moment's time. But before I do that, let me tell you who joins me on the show this week. Well, Cliftonville take on Linfield tonight in a top two clash in the Sports Direct Premiership. Joining us from the Reds will be their star man, Rory Hale. What a start to the season he has made and his teammates too. And we'll be keeping it in North Belfast with Crusaders defender Dan Larmer. They might well have one eye on the match tonight, but they'll be concentrating on proceedings tomorrow. It could give them a chance to climb up the table. And we're talking to a man who is a manager for the first time ever. He's a former Irish League defender, but he's now taken up the hot seat at Dara Park, where he'll face his first opponents in his new job in the form of Newington tomorrow. Dergview boss Emmett Friars is on the programme. It's all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Yeah, let's get straight into the big news before we talk to our guests. Big breaking news regarding The Score. I teased this a few weeks ago when people were going, are you leaving? Is there something happening? What's going on? Well, as you know, there's different ways you can listen to this programme. It's available on the radio, and I want to say a big thank you to Lisburn's 98FM, where we started off, and then we expanded going on to Bangor FM, and more recently FM 105 and Downpatrick. Those partnerships continue. This show remains there. We're available online, so if you don't live in any of those transmission areas and you can't get us on your radio, you can listen as the show goes out via an app, via the internet. We've also, in the last few years, really pushed our podcast, which has seen us get into the top 10% of podcasts in the world on Spotify. That news last December, truly humbling. And it's because of that growth that we have had this opportunity where a massive brand globally has approached us and said, we want to work with you. And so recently... I signed a contract with Sega and Sports Interactive, which means we will be, the score and I will be, in the Football Manager game, starting now. So if you've gone and bought the Early Access game, we are in that game. If you play anywhere through domestic football in Northern Ireland or as the Northern Ireland national team, you will meet us at press conferences, you will read us in the media section with speculation about your players, maybe your job if you're not doing a good job as manager, will be in there like any other big media organisations in the world that you experience in the game. They have come to us, they say they recognise our position in Northern Ireland and they want to put that in their game to make it feel more realistic for people in Northern Ireland when they play the game. And all the people elsewhere in the world who sample our league take on a team whether it be for a challenge or whatever reason they will encounter us too and um, I'm so incredibly thrilled as somebody who has been playing Sega games since I was a child as a teenager became obsessed with the Football Manager franchise and during the pandemic fell in love with it again and the opportunity to take our programme from its very very humble beginnings where I came in as a volunteer sidekick to the main host to the position we find ourselves in now and that is not possible genuinely not possible without the kindness and support of the radio stations I've mentioned without the kindness and support of the various people throughout football in this country 
and I genuinely mean that from international level to domestic level, from administrators to officials, from players to coaching staff, everyone plays their part. And also, on top of that, you for listening, for giving us the big numbers, for giving us uh, this just this growing audience that people can't deny. I didn't think this would be happening this year. Really, really didn't. If you asked me to, to make my predictions for 2023, did I think that we would be in Football Manager 24 and we'd be in uh, the, the games for the next couple of years, which we will be, by the way? Uh, no, I did not. But I am so incredibly thrilled. And uh, there'll be some news probably still to follow in the weeks ahead. But what I want to say is, if you're playing the game now, if you're playing it, in the coming days, weeks, months, and you encounter us, please, please, please take a picture, take a screenshot, whatever, and tag us in it at the score and I across your social medias. We want to see it. We want to know what we're behaving like in the game because obviously, in real life, I hope that I'm very nice, but um, I've no control really over how nice I am in a computer game. So I'll be interested to learn that, but it um, it's something we're really, really proud of, and we're really looking forward to to working with Sega Sports Interactive and Football Manager going forwards. Wow, to be saying that, eh? Now, uh, let us have a look at the fixtures. Let's get into business, folks. Uh, Let's have a look at the fixtures in the top flight before we get our guests on. There's two matches taking place in the Sports Direct Premiership tonight. The Friday night games, Cliftonville-Linfield, Rory Hale on the way in a moment. Larne against Carrick Rangers, a derby match at Inver Park. And four matches, three o'clock on Saturday. They are Ballymena United, Coleraine, Dungannon Swift's Crusaders, Glentoran versus Glenavon, and lock all against Newry City. But now, let's get our first guest of the week on. The score with Michael Clark. It is a massive game tonight at Solitude. Cliftonville against Linfield. They have been the two top teams in the league this season. And they are locking horns once again. Will the Reds come out on top this time? Certainly. The man who has been getting a lot of the headlines for them is Rory Hale, and he is on the show now. Rory, great to have you back on. How are you? Great, mate. Thank you for having me on. No, it is great to be talking to you, and talk me through this form that you're on. I know people love to talk about other people's goals, but you're five now yourself this season, and 11 assists. You're on fire. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying my football. Um... It's a Jim probably brought a new lease of life to me this season, giving me a a different role than than before, and you know everything is starting to come through me this season, and oh, it's just one of them wee patches that the players go through, and luckily I'm coming through it at the at this time. And was this something you were crying out for in terms of the position and the way that you're being used, or is this something the manager has said, try this, and it's just clicked? Um, probably a bit of both. I, I had a listen. I had a brilliant two and a half, three years under Paddy, who who played me majority of the games. But it was kind of utilizing you know my, my hard work, my lessons from that. I think Jim's kind of flipped it around and said, you know, we, we want the ball to his feet and let the magic happen. And I'm I'm enjoying doing both sides of the game at the minute. Um, and it, and it's really paying off. So long may it continue. And we've seen a real relationship grow between you and Ben Wilson. The amount of times you play the pass and he scores the goal. Um, is that something that's been worked on or has it just nearly happened naturally? I think the first couple of training sessions I had with him, he was just always in around that box. And I remember the first two goals I set up against Carrick for him. I just played them around the box, and I knew someone was going to be there, and it was more than likely going to be him. And it's it's just kept going. Um, he, he keeps getting into them positions. There's there's no point in me playing that ball across if there's no one there. So he's getting himself in them positions, and he, and he's getting the rewards. And that is such an interesting aspect of football because I'm, I'm sure you would find that if you went for a kickabout with your mates who, who aren't proper footballers, if I can put it as crudely as that, and you might play a pass and they won't be there. Uh, you know, it, it's that it takes the knowledge on both ends for it to come off, otherwise, one person looks silly. Oh, he would he would tear it off me if he wasn't in that <laughs> box and I played it across <laughs> anyway, Michael. So I've told him plenty of times he needs to get in that box. But to be fair to the kid, he, he, he's taking everything on board. He's. He's got a great manager, giving him plenty of advice and, and freedom to go and play and he and he's learning off one of the best that's ever put 
Campbell shirt on, he, he can only keep on improving. And having Joe Gormley as that attacking mentor, I mean, how much has Joe been able to put the arm around him? I think I think Joe actually does it for everybody. Especially, you know, Joe's probably one of the best in the changing room as well when he's not playing. So that that confidence and you know and enjoyment around around the training ground and around the changing room helps so many players. So I can only see how much benefit and it's helping Ben and the young players in the team. We Shea Kearney's come into the team at the minute and playing really well and has all of us getting the arm around him but Joe especially he likes to look after the young boys and for you know I would imagine there were people that looked at that season where you finished a point off winning the league and, and people wondered you know have Cliftonville peaked there can they go any further well it's early in the season but you've made a really really strong start and there's a chance here in the game against Linfield to make a statement yeah, listen, the games against Linfield are where we fell back on that year of, of winning the league and Linfield beat us by a point. We didn't beat them at all that season and we've kind of broke the duck against them last season getting a, a win but obviously tailed off at the end of the season. But Linfield had a benchmark, you know, if, if you finish above Linfield, you win the league. So it's a, it's, it's a big game. You don't want Linfield going eight points clear but... It, it's a game we should really relish and just keep keep the form going. There's no potential title talk in our dressing room at the minute anyway. We'll talk about that in March if we're still up there. But it's just keeping on to the, the, the big teams at the minute and seeing how long we can stay up there for. And what are your thoughts if you were to reflect back now on the game in August against Linfield where, where they beat you 2-1 this season I, I'm sure how quickly you were you know conceding and pulling the ball out of your net having just scored it is the, the main thing that you'll you'll want to learn from yeah there, there's two ways of looking at it you know Jim Jim's brought in a, a great mentality about us at the minute once one game's over that's it you don't think about it again and it's on to the next one it's kind of worked well this season to be fair we haven't really dull on too many games but Looking back at it as well, with chances and conceding again, it's it's just one of them Achilles heels when we go to Windsor. So we need to we need to stamp that out. But we we probably had maybe two or three players who were just making their let's say first big game for the club. You know, Ben's probably first big game in a big crowd. Sean Stewart as well, and you could see the nervous getting to them. And you know, we had still had a lot of players out injured. I remember Joe was out injured. Um, Ronan ran Curran Sam Iceford wasn't fit so we were kind of really relying on Ben and it was a big game to be relying on him on so hopefully we've learned from our mistakes from the, the previous game and we can go out and get a good show for ourselves on Friday and I remember distinctly off the back of that you know people were wondering going well you know they've got good results so far but their games are expected to win and then you know you get the defeat against Glen Torren and even the County Antrim Shield against Carrick Rangers and people are going oh here comes the wobble but I mean what a way to bounce back with the, the 3-0 win over Crusaders and, and since then you haven't really looked back No and we, we listen to the Glens game I think that was probably the game we'll look back at all season and be like how we, how we how did we beat that game the amount of chances that we had and I think they should have had a red card in the game at 0-0 um, just one of them games where we're going we should never have lost that but that has like a knock-on effect and it's on to the next game the pressure comes and I remember we were going to Scotland as well and we we could beat over there and it was just you know everyone thinking where the wobble was coming but that that needed sea view. It's we've probably been waiting on that for the last few years, especially since I've came to the club. We've had a few draws down there, so it was really good just to, to put a statement down and get out and properly get a result. So which gives us belief going down there again. And you know, in front of goals, yourself and Linfield, <laughs> fifty nine league goals between you and Crusaders. In fairness to them, have scored twenty eight times. So uh, a real, real threat. Anyone coming up against you knows that that's going to be the thing. But what's also impressed me, only five goals conceded. Now that is that is real form. Yeah, and like I say, probably last season it was the amount of goals we conceded was just not good enough. Just simple down to that. The, the basic defending just wasn't there and to be fair this pre-season we got into it we just stripped everything back down to basics and it was you know working as a unit working in our shape working together winning the 1v1 individual battles um, you know set pieces we were conceding too many goals from set pieces so 
I, I think even just going pressing from the front as well we've, we've got the two up front at the minute and everybody kind of knows their roles and nobody's going on to that pitch not knowing what's happening um, and, and it's paid off so far this season so let's hope it continues I'm sure there was a real collective happiness when Sam Ashford got his first goal recently because you see how hard he works for the rest of the team but any attacking player they want to be in amongst the goals yeah, he's a workhorse and he's been really unfortunate over the last few games of um, with the chances that he's missed. He's had a couple to bury away, but no, I'm glad he's got it. I like to see everyone get off a mark and, and get on the goals because the more more players scoring for us, the better it can be. You know, We're not relying on just Ben, Ronan or Joe or myself, whoever it may be. At least we know we've got goals coming from all angles. Cricky's popped up with one alley he's got a couple this season so it's good to see we're getting goals all around the pitch which last season it just wasn't happening it was you know if Ronan didn't score or Ryan Curran didn't score Joe or me it was we could be struggling here to get a goal here so it's good to see the whole whole groups uh, chipping in with the goals and you mentioned your brother Ronan the fact that he is back now getting a few minutes in the game against Glenavon a, a huge lift for him because I'm sure as his brother you know what he's been going through it's horrible missing football yeah and he, he's raring to go he, he'd actually scored when he came on on Friday and he was off stage so he was <laughs> fuming the whole way home um, but it's great to have him back especially with high well we've been doing this season um, with a, such a short squad at the start of the season you're thinking no oh, we for a few points in it going up to getting the boys back it'd be great but I think we've exceeded that we're doing really really good and it's even better getting some players back Ronan Stephen Mullen um, hopefully Ryan Curran in a few weeks just the attacking options we'll have now is probably up there with the best in the league so I'm sure they'll be getting Jim a, a sleepless night once everyone's back fit <laughs> And the thing as well that, uh, well, I mean, nearly give me sleepless nights. We all talk about Joe Gormley as if he's 110, right? Joe's 33. Joe's the same age as me. Most of your dressing room look like they're still doing their GCSEs. What's that about? <laughs> no. And you know what? Jim has just went, that's, if you're good enough, you're getting fired in. You look at the probably the starting 11 of Friday night was probably the youngest starting 11 I've been involved in. We Shea Kearney, 18. Reese Jordan, 18. Casey, 20. Ben 21, Turner 21, so it's a great, great young, young team we've got there. We've got legs about the pitch, um, and of course we've got experience coming on and experience at the back. Big Johnny Marshall's in Wales, so it's been a, it's been a great uh, season so far for us, and the, the, the young boys are probably loving the experience of, of playing in the big games. And certainly, as someone that goes and watches plenty of football, I can see on the pitch some of the differences that have come in. But talk to me about Jim Magilton. What what has he been like? How is he working you guys? How have you found working with him? Um, it's it's very it's very detailed. Um, he's not just doing sessions for the sake of it. You know, every single session is is preparing us for the next game of how we want to play and how we'll be playing. So, I I've really enjoyed the. The professional setup of it. Um, he's he's brought in a nice style of play for us. He he's changed the shape because all I've ever known from being a Clumble is you know playing four three three and he's a, he's changed it all up to a three five two and every single player knows their roles in that formation. Um, I think the two up tops working really well for us as well. And I think he's you know you just have to look at some of the performances of some players. I know I will get the some of the headlines you're saying over the last few weeks but I think some of the players Cricky Gallagher at the minute is is probably one of the best midfielders in the league along with Ronan Dotterty the, the work they do that goes unnoticed around the games is, is top drawer you know I, I probably don't function as well as if them two aren't in the side and you know the way he's transformed Oren Casey into a right-sided centre-half who was just running about kicking people last season. <laughs> he's he's turning out. I thought he was money a match on Friday. He's, he's winning every duel, 1v1s, really, really good. So is, uh, is my management and individual, you know, getting better at everybody individually has just been really, really refreshing to see this season. The word he keeps saying every time I speak to him, Jim, is standards. He seems to have very high standards. He's not shy in telling everyone what he expects of them either. I mean, even there was a, a game that I covered, and I, you know, 
Ben, Ben, it was against Ballymena United. Ben had a good game, got a got to get a couple of goals in that game, and he was still saying, oh, "He should have scored another one." And you're going, "Wow!" But it probably rubs off on the players when you know, it, "I can't relax here." He he is always wanting the next thing from me. I need to do one better. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I say, for Freddie, he'd probably even say the same to Ben and Freddie, or Ben should have scored more or scored, but he he hit the post three times and. You know, it, it looks like he's just absolutely brilliant with it. He just says it like, listen, this is the standard that you have set. He, he keeps drilling that into it. Like, this is the standard that you have set yourselves. Um, so you need to keep that standard up. Um, and of course, it's hard to, to do that consistently every single week. But like I say, once we hit that that standard of, of playing and, and training levels, you, you need to seriously hit it to keep up over the top of the league. And I'm not trying to put you in the teacher's pet category here, okay, Rory? But now, does he does he go onto the training pitch and sort of go red? I can still play a wee bit and try and ping it about, or does he does he stand back and watch these days? He's done a couple of good touches now. <laughs> He's done a, a good couple of touches that get flared up in the air, and he just kills it dead. And he has a wee look about to get a wee smirk off a few people. I have to give him that now. <laughs> Well, there you go. You see, I, I just I thought it wouldn't be wouldn't be Jim if there wasn't a wee bit of a, a swagger going on. And just uh, in closing, talk to me about your own personal targets because it's clear, right? Any team goes out wants to win games. That's a given. But you personally, what would you be pleased with? Your goal involvements have been fantastic. But what makes your season for you if you can do it? Um, I it's probably the the first season of of one and two not putting so much pressure on myself and, and and to be fair last season I didn't either and it was probably my best goal scoring and assist records last season and I'm, I'm doing the same this year but um and we, we need we need a trophy as a club you know players are, are judged on their their medals at the at the end of the day and big coach he always used to say a good quote in our dressing room there's no such thing as a bad medal um so we we need to be winning trophies there's no point of us just being in there and being known as a nice team that plays football and a good side, we, we need to be challenging for trophies all year round and hopefully at the end of the season we, we'll have a, a, a wee medal to, to look back on And do you think that aspect of you feeling you know, uh, putting less pressure on yourself and then seeing the benefits, is that just something that comes with age? Do you think you can just get comfortable in yourself or is that something that, that somebody's helped instill in you in recent years? Um, I'm not sure. I'd probably say, the, the, like, I remember the year we went for the the, the title with the Blues. Um, there was no there was no pressure on us at all. And look, I we were playing, and then after a year of missing it out by a point, you're you're labelled as one of the title favourites, and you know we we kind of crumbled at the end of the season. So the pressure probably got to as a as a whole team. Um, so again, probably the pressure's off us this season to go out and just player game player football and you know it's probably it's probably paying off so far but we just need to keep that mentality there's no point changing the mentality we always sit in training we just keep doing what we're doing good at and you don't try and change it up and you don't think right we've done well last few games here we're gonna change it or you know take our eye off of praise or stop doing the runs that we've been doing it's it's about keeping them standards up as we were talking about before and just playing every game like the next one is and just keep on the winning train keep coming hopefully well it's going to be a really exciting game I'm looking forward to being at it later on yourselves against Linfield and best of luck Roy thanks so much for coming on to The Score thank you mate good man The Score with Michael Clark. Okay, yes, we're going to keep it in North Belfast now and go to Cliftonville's better rivals, Crusaders. Crusaders will, I'm sure, have one eye on proceedings in uh, the big game that's taking place later on tonight. But they have their own matches to look forward to and they have their own player on the programme to look forward to now as well. First time on the show for Daniel Larmer. Dan, how are you? All right, Michael. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you keeping I'm doing very well, thank you. It is great to get you on the show, and uh, incredible to think now. You know, you've been at Crusaders a few years. You're you're no spring chicken. I know, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be three years here come January, so it's gone in fast to be fair. And I'm uh, 25 now, so uh, yeah, I'm getting on, getting on a bit. Still young in that Crusaders team. Well, yes, there's plenty. We'll go with experience around you. But when it, you know, we look at it, it, it's 
you just settled in really well with them. Um, d- did it feel that easy a transition when you made the move initially, or or how have you know how was that early period uh, for you in your first season? No, it was actually it was quite tough. I um I joined at the end of January uh, that year, and I played my debut. I think I joined on the Thursday night, and I played the following Saturday. So about nine days later, at the right back, and I was really bad. Like, and the gaffer took me off. Doing a kick the ball for about three months after that, um, but yeah, and then there's a load of injuries at the end of that season. I got my chance, and in the centre half, like my position, and I haven't really looked back since. Um, um, yeah, my first full two seasons, we've had two good years, like you know, winning the Irish Cup and stuff, and getting into Europe. But um, uh, yeah, it's been a good experience so far. Do you know what I think? That's really valuable, though, for other players to hear that that you know it isn't all sweetness and light you have to come through some things who was putting their arm around you and giving you a bit of advice in those first few months because that can't have been easy um i know um trying to think he gave me a bit of a face um big adam lackey i traveled with him traveled with him the football uh he was probably good to chat to he had, he had just joined a few months before me so he sort of knew the way of crusaders and um i was coming in i was still young i was only 22 i didn't really know anyone who played there um, I didn't know any of them personally so it was tough just to fit in the first few months but having someone to travel with the football with and Gareth O'Rourke travels with us now so it's good having a few boys you know you chat to on the way over and on the way home from training and stuff and then give you a few wee bits of advice so yeah probably travelling over with them boys helped me at the start Um looking at you know how things are, are going for you this season at the moment uh, you must be pretty pleased with where you're standing in the league table obviously still in the the Bet McLean Cup and uh, we haven't even really got kicked off in the Irish Cup yet yeah uh, we're actually chatting about it the other night just a few players between us have done quite well you know we're sitting third after the first round of games really and apart from a few games Linfield and Clippenfield they were disappointing games but apart from that we've done generally we've done quite well this year so uh, with clubs we've had a load of injuries in the first team squad we probably haven't had a settled team all year so it's just about whoever's fit and playing to go out and get results every week and um, glad we're in the League Cup still because last year we got knocked out that early but uh, having watched the last few finals on TV and stuff it's something you want to be involved in and something I've never won so we're, we're looking we're glad we're still in the league cup and looking forward to the next round. I think that's coming up soon. We're about to port it down, so it's a chance to progress again. Yeah, that game will be the seventh of November, and uh, as you say, on your travels there. Uh, looking at it at the moment, you you are uh, seven points behind Linfield, but depending on how things go in the game tonight, and obviously a lot of football still to be played, that margin could could change over the weekend in your favour potentially. Uh, I, I'm assuming you haven't given up the title hopes just yet. No, definitely not. It's still early days, you know. I don't think. I think last season, it's sort of after January, it sort of broke away the top few teams. So I think it'll be the same this year. Liverpool have a wee bit of they're a bit in front at the minute, but seven points at this stage of season's not much. So um, you know, we've only played each other once, and uh, we're definitely looking towards pushing up to the top end of the table. So the way we're sitting at the minute, we're we're happy enough. We're not too far away, and taking along nicely the big question I think over the team was going to be how they responded to the the loss of Jimmy Callagher and it's a huge loss obviously I, I know that you'd spoken about being excited to start playing with him he'd made a great start and then that injury happened yeah definitely I think it uh, rocked us a little bit just um, shaping stuff we were playing we've maybe had to change it a wee bit since Jimmy's got injured but he didn't I've obviously played against him a lot, but you don't really appreciate you know how good he is until you actually playing him beside him. He's a very common presence in there, like and makes the whole team relax. And we were playing really good football at the start of the year with him in the middle there, and um, it was real bad just for the the team and the club because it was obviously a big sign in the summer and to lose him for the whole season's a not ideal. But um, we've got you know Josh Robinson sort of come back fit now, so we've got good replacements in there like we've got a really strong back four still but um, yeah the loss of Jimmy was was untimely 
watching Crusaders, there's definitely times where you're looking and going, my goodness, there's quite a bit of rotation even in the back line at times. You know, as a defender, what's that like? Playing with different players, you know, do you, I suppose you have to adjust quickly, but is it difficult? Um, okay, it can be, yeah. If you're only playing with someone, say if it's a big game and you're only playing with them for the first time, you know, sort of takes a while to get an understanding uh, between you, you know. But to be fair, Crusaders, um, all that they're all good players. So see, it's kind of easy to play with boys. So me and Rory only, me and Rory McCune sort of been playing together for a while, and uh, our first start together at centre back was the Irish Cup final, and <laughs> it, it went really well. And ever since we've sort of been going well, so um, it's really the better the players you play with, the easier it is to play. If you know what I mean. Your first game, besides somebody being the Irish Cup final, sort of sums it up. Because I'm thinking, you know, Robbie Weir has been in there too. Billy Joe Burns, Callagher, Robinson. Uh, I'm probably missing people out there, Dan. But, you know, there, there has at times been that requirement to, to, to move it around a wee bit. Yeah, definitely. It's just uh, the way injuries and suspensions go. Uh, whoever's fit and available sort of has to step up and play. And after that, I think I've, since I've been a Crusaders, I must have played with. 10 different partners at centre back like but um, yeah whoever I'm playing with um, just go out there and give our best and, and see how it takes us and do you find now you're more confident because you've been there a while and you've established yourself Um, yeah yeah definitely more confident Um, you know just sort of you've been there and done it now I've been there two and a half years or three years coming up really so um, played against everyone really in the league and and done quite well. So um, yeah, feel pretty confident going into most games and uh, just trying to keep clean sheets. That's our job at the back, like, and then we'll always score goals up front with the boys we have. So if we can keep it tight at the back, it's um, gives us something to work on. And talk to me about your Irish league journey obviously I know you were at Carrick Rangers a um, couple of managers that I can recall played under Aaron Callahan, Davy McAlinden then Glenavon um, how, what's your experience been like in the Irish League and, and what's it meant to you at this stage in life um, It's been quite tough to be honest I think uh, when you're young it's about getting at a club where a manager will give you a go and try and prove yourself so obviously you're unproven at that age. A Carrick, um, Aaron Callahan. I was playing for the reserve team, sort of. And Aaron Callahan gave me, uh, gave me a chance at the end of that season. I think I was starting to pour it down. I made my debut. I was maybe 18. I'm still in school, and um, I think I think we got beat. To be honest, I don't, the club got we stayed up that year in the playoff, but I maybe played one or two games at the end of the season, and then. Aaron left in the summer whatever happened and Davy McElindon came in and he was brilliant to me um, he played I played loads of football that season under him we did we went down that year but I maybe played 25 games as a young lad and I was only 19 in at centre half and right back but it was a real good experience and Andy Hunter and stuff were there and the coach he was a good he was a good centre half in his day so learning off boys like that sort of toughened me up quickly and then ended up down at Glenavon um, yeah Glenavon was a good experience played a good bit of football there as well uh, a lot of young players back then but there was quite a it was a really good team you know so um, yeah now I just basically the Irish League is very important to me I every time there's a game on you're watching it on TV or you're reading articles in the paper and stuff about it I'm just it's basically my life now you know I'm really into it and um, I love the league I think it's going from strength to strength and there's a lot of good footballers in it I think sometimes um, fans within Northern Ireland that aren't Irish league fans don't appreciate you know how good of a game you could go out and see at the weekend because uh, a lot of people would rather you know sit in the house and watch Premier League games but I think uh, the Irish league's real good value for money if you get out and support it and it'll only get better so yeah, it's important to me. And when you say you watch a lot of it, I, I take it you're going to be watching the Reds against the Blues later? Yeah, definitely. Um, streams are good, you know, BBC put on, so 
gives you something to watch on a Friday night and obviously them two teams are above us so it'd be a good chance to watch them both play 90 minutes because usually you're all playing at the same time on a Saturday so you don't get to see games so yeah I'll be tuned in and see how it goes now, talk to me about this goal-scoring streak that you're on this season. Three goals in the league already. You've you've equaled your best tally from two seasons ago. Last season, you had a goal less. You know, three already in this campaign in the league. Only Ben Kennedy and Paul Heatley have scored more than you at the moment. You've the same amount of goals in the Premiership as Philip Lowry. What's going on? I know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know what it is. It's just uh, sort of probably been lucky to get on the end of a few crosses this year uh, you know if you lose your man in the corner and the quality of balls uh, Ben Kennedy and Ross Clark put in you just need to get a wee glance on it so uh, yeah actually I scored two in a week there at the end of August um, so it set me up nicely and then um, got one up in Coleraine so hopefully you know I can chip in my few goals because it's something I've been looking to add to my game I think we get lots of set pieces in games and we have big guys so um, it's a real good opportunity to go in there and get a few goals so I want to try and get as many as I can just and help the team out And are you doing anything different or is it just a case of once you start doing it it, it gets easier to do? I, yeah, I'm not doing anything different I think that's just at the second point you know um, once you get a few goals I think it just keep coming if you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, yeah just sort of as long as you're in, in the round it sounds silly like but as long as you're in around the six yard box and there's balls getting whipped in like one a fear gonna drop to you so yeah that's basically it and uh, now golden boot watch out <laughs> we'll have to wait and see on that one I think um, looking at the game this weekend away to Dungannon Swifts um, also wanted to say best wishes to Rodney McGree had a hip surgery um, recently so hopefully he's he's feeling in tip top shape soon but he's probably feeling a wee bit rough at the moment um, you're not going to want to put him in a good mood this weekend you're going to want to go there and make sure you get three points if you can yeah um, it's going to be a tough game down Dungannon made a good result last week there against Lauren mm-hmm and I think they're 10 men for about 30 minutes or whatever so um, they'll be confident going into the game and, and so will we so you never get any you always get a tough game down in Dungannon and I think uh, they brought Rodney McGarry back this year and they, they came to save you and gave us a real good game at the start of the year um, so I know how tough it's going to be just hopefully we can go down there and take full points that's what we'll be trying to do uh, and just finally, Dan, uh, great having you on the show this week. You say the Irish League, you know, you you really love it. You're excited about it. Um, the the team that you have around you as well. I, I know you probably you know don't want to embarrass yourself or them, but playing with some of the players that you do, uh, you know, we can joke about the age of some of them, but um, it's such a great group of players that the manager has been able to keep together for such a long period of time. You rarely see that without there being a big drop-off, but yet somehow you've won the Irish Cup the last two years, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to go and try and do it again this year. Yeah, I think uh, keeping all the core group of players has been a real... Uh big factor why Crusaders have been so successful over the last 10 years even look at the amount of trophies they've won and success they've had in Europe and stuff I think I'm not going to name any of them but uh, <laughs> they're, they're people like you listen to when they talk in the changing room and if you're not if you're not doing it in training or in a match they'll, they'll let you know so uh, they keep everyone on their toes but um, yeah I think I agree with you I think it's rare to see Um so many players stay at a club for so long but it's been a real it's been the main factor why the club's been so successful and hopefully is for the foreseeable future and you know the biggest surprise of this whole interview is you've not thrown any of them under the bus no no I wouldn't do that <laughs> say throw me under the bus quickly if I done it if I done it to them so I'll just keep quiet <laughs> wise beyond your years great having you on the show this week Dan thanks so much for coming on alright Michael thank you the score with Michael Clark. Now we've one more guest to go on the show, and I am delighted to say he is joining us now. It is Emmett Fryers, the brand new boss of Dergview. Emmett, welcome on to the score. Thanks, Michael. And now officially a football manager after all those years as a player and recent times as coach and assistant manager at Balna Mallard. 
you are now a fully fledged manager. How does that feel? Yeah, it feels good, Michael. Um, it's it's a little bit strange. I'm still getting used to it, I suppose. But I'm sure um, by tomorrow night it'll it'll certainly have feel a little bit more real. You know, I've just had my first uh, couple of training sessions in charge, and it's just one of those ones. Just really looking forward till the game now, and and sort of getting a really good look at it. You know, up close and personal, I suppose. And we all know how it works in football. Usually when you're coming into a manager's job, it means that things haven't been going well recently for the team. So is it about coming in and trying to boost a wee bit of confidence? Yeah, I think there's always a bit of that, Mike. Oh, yeah, I've been lucky enough that, that Ivan's been in and done, a, and done a good job over the last few weeks and, 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 and got a couple of good results. You know, and the boys are the, the boys are seemingly playing me a little bit more confidence. Um, so it's just a case of me of trying to build on that and add and put my own put my own touch in that in terms of style of play and how I, how I want to see to go about our business Yeah Ivan you refer to of course as Ivan Sproul and he was in, in the interim position after Tommy Canning's departure and you know Tommy had done a, a pretty good job with Dirkview just seemingly had run its course what what state's the club in at the moment then what sort of place have you found them in? Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest mate. I, 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 I see all the positives I keep saying this and, um, and I'm, it's not it's not just for the sake of being positive, genuinely do. Tommy, Tommy's done a great job, you know. Um, and sometimes in football, things change, you know, and for various reasons. But I see a really good squad there, a, a really good mix of experienced pros that have played at a high level, um, and who are still top pros and and, and hungry. And I see a, a mix of good young lads and and kids that that really want to push on and and want to go as far as they can in the game. And I genuinely see all the positives coupled on with you know the people at the club it's the the welcome I've had so far has been phenomenal and I, I, I'm not surprised at that I've been really well looked after and and you know I just I just see lots of positives on it you know um, maybe the team is lacking a little bit of confidence in, in terms of league positions doesn't look great from the outside but I think I don't think the team's that far away if I'm being, if I'm being very honest I think it's it's hopefully just a little bit of Conference, little bit of momentum, maybe you know all all the normal things of football. We won a couple of games, things change very quickly. And you went along last week, last Friday, and watched from the stands against Ballyclare Comrades. So I'm sure you were taking notes from that point on. Yeah, yeah, I watched the game. It was a, it was a, it was a good game. It was it was a game that was very to and fro at times. You know, Ballyclare started the game really well. We were we were slowly starting, and then we settled, and probably won the. Won the last twenty minutes of the half and we're done one 0 up at half time. Then a slow start. We're behind in the second half and we have to battle really hard to to come back and, and, and get a and get a point. And um I thought we were good value for the point in the end. We I, th- I thought we should have had a, a penalty right at the death. I, I, I still don't understand how it was given, but that's you know, that's just that's just football, isn't it? And you know, the boys showed great character and they've been showing great character the whole time. You know, I've, I've watched the I've watched the last four or five games on video, seen seen their last two games live. So I'm very aware of uh, the squad and, and there's no shortage of character and heart and fight in the, in the lads. So that's a real positive going on. And what is your message to the, the players and the fans? Is it simply, first of all, has to be about survival? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think so. You know, I, I think staying in the league is, is, the, is the first goal this, this year. Um, and the league, with the league being so tight, it's it's more difficult than it probably has been over previous years. Um, I don't think I'm far off in saying that. And it's it's purely going to be to stay in the league. But you, you never you never know because the league is so tight. If you won two or three games, you can move quite quickly. But the other side of the coin is if you don't want any games, gaps can open up. So um, there is there is a lot to be considered going on. But certainly staying up uh, is the key. Um, but we want to push on and finish as high as we can. Where that is, um, we'll just take one game at a time. And that's such a valid point about how tight it is. I mean, you look at the table at the moment and the three teams above you, your second bottom at the moment, I know you know that, but just for the benefit of anyone that doesn't know where the, what way the table lies, Dergville 11th, Knockbreda underneath them. Uh, Knockbreda yet to pick up a point, unfortunately. Uh, Balna Mallard are 10th, Ards are 9th, Anna United are 8th, and there's five points between yourselves and Anna, and you might be thinking, oh, "Gosh, Anna, you know, eighth place on fifteen points, Newington on eighteen points and fifth, Institute 
19 points. Banger 20, Portadown 21. A couple of games and that flips so fast. So the teams that are down there at the moment, you might not say are bottom half teams typically, but they mightn't be bottom half teams in two weeks. Yeah, and, and that's that's how quickly things can change. And it's and that's why you know no one really wants to hear managers at any level saying this, but it literally has to be one game at a time, full focus on getting as many points every week as you can. And it's if you get three points, it can it can take you it can take you up quite a bit. Maybe not for us straight away, but if you put a little run together, you then start to move pretty quickly. Um, and it's it's going to be very. It looks like it's going to be tight the whole season. I bumped into you at the Welders right at the start of the season and when you were there, obviously, assistant manager at Ballina Mallard. At that stage, I'm sure if someone had said to you, do you know when you're going to be a manager soon? Um, you'd have said, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've been in football a long time and the one thing that I kept hearing, especially as, as I've gone into coaching and, and I, watch a lot of, I watch a lot of stuff and I, I try and spend as much time with uh, experienced coaches and managers and, and try and get, gain as much information out of them and the one thing that they all said to me um, funny enough Michael was the opportunity comes when you least expect it you know and the phone will always ring when you're not expecting it to ring and and, and that's and that's pretty much what's happened it's happened very quickly which which is maybe not a bad thing either if you're going to go under your first manager well sometimes if you, you, you maybe think too much about it but for me it's it's been certainly um the opportunity that, that I've wanted and it's just one that you know when it, when it presented itself I, I had to take it and the way football works out you are no sooner in that position than Harry McConkey leaves Ballina Mallard is there any part of you thinking oh, I could have just taken that job uh, no um, Michael certainly not um, Harry you know very sad to see Harry to leave the club um, Harry, Harry is, as we know is a fantastic man and manager and um, Give everything he had for Balnamar. You know, I, I haven't once thought about that. You know, it, people might think that that's that, that's a natural thought. My full focus is, in, is on their view, and and you know, from the the minute that there was an opportunity to take the job, that that's that's essentially what I wanted. I'm I'm very single-minded uh, in terms of what I want to do and, and and how I want to go about things and life in general. And you know, my my full focus has been on that. You know, but it, it is. It is sad to see Harry go, you know, and um, it's, you know, it's football, football, as we know, changes quickly. It most certainly does, and I wish Harry McConkey all the best. He's uh, always been uh, one of the best-dressed managers on the sidelines and one of the most thoroughly decent men to speak to, so good luck to Harry, whatever is next for him. Um, you are you get to be called a young manager now. You'll savour that, you know, a young 38-year-old going into the dugout rather than this old player malarkey that you have to deal with. As soon as you hit 30 in life, every, oh, old, old veteran, when are, you, when are you hanging them up? All that sort of stuff. So now you get to be young again, which is nice. Um, but if we look back through your career you've had some really great experiences that I'm sure will shape you um, maybe even if we think back to your playing days in England before we think of uh, you know your, your great tenure in the Irish League yeah um, I, I've been lucky Michael they, they have um, a, a career in the game and, and they spend pretty much my whole playing days as a as a professional and semi-professional footballer and I, I always say to the players you know, even when I was coaching reserve teams, if you have to be a footballer in your head. You know, you might be working all week, but you're a footballer. You prepare like a footballer. You live like a footballer. Everything's geared towards the Saturday, how you eat, how you sleep, how you behave, and that that's certainly what I had done and was lucky enough. You know, to play at great clubs like Notts County and and come home and play for some of the some of the best clubs in the Irish League and League of Ireland. You know, for someone that wasn't the most talented player, it was certainly me me work with and my heart and commitment that, that got me you know the the chances that I had I suppose and I was very lucky to play under some of the some of the best managers um, and then if not the best managers Who are the role models who are the people you're going to take little bits and pieces from and, and, and try and make that your own There's there's lots um, Michael there's lots you know I, I've been blessed to play under Stephen Kenny David Jeffries Stephen Baxter Ronan McFall, Rodney McAree, Jerry Flynn, you know, and every one of them helps shape me and in, 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 in some form, you know, and 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 working with them and it's there's been so many positives, you know, there's not there's not many uh, negatives that I would take from them all. And 
it's it's one of those ones where you know just little things like being able to play under David Jeffries first season although I was injured most of the season just just to see how he looked after his players and I think it's one thing that I've taken from all those managers and even when I was in England a lot of it I don't remember a lot of the, the football and the coaching believe it or not and I know the game's changed I, I just remember how the best managers looked after me and how they treated me as I went through my journey you know and that's something that sticks with me and, and I think my motto is going to be um, look after my players first and foremost you know and, and then the football and the coaching will hopefully come because they're all good players playing in the Irish League you know and the championship so um, if, if I can help if I can help them in any way that's what I'm going to try and do and hopefully that'll, that'll come back when we get on the pitch you know and hopefully we can improve them as players You must have been privy to some really really good team talks I mean that is an incredible list when you rhyme off those names you know do you ever do you ever sort of sit and think about that for a moment and, and realise that that's that's a creme de la creme really isn't it yeah I, I I would be surprised if there's many players that has played under the calibre managers that I have played under you know Stephen Kenny's team talks were were phenomenal we really were you know um, at Day City and and, and you used to go out the door and I and you didn't need much encouragement being being from the city and being a Derry City fan, you know, my whole life. It, it didn't need much, but you got that extra but of him, coupled him with all the small details. You know, Stephen would give you little things that you didn't think were possible to know about other teams and, and learned that from him. and then, you know, you've you've David Jeffries on the other side of it. Um David's well renowned for um for his team talks and, and that and just being part of those and listening to those and how you could get that little extra percentage out of you, you know, um, is is really something special and it's something that as I move through my management and coaching journey, I'm going to have to draw back on all those experiences to, to try and help me. And just one final thing on your, your playing career, what would you say, maybe it's a hard question, what would you say was your, your favourite moment if you had to, if you had to try and reduce it all down to one thing, I know that's not easy. I think probably one in the one in the first division with Derry City um, was was the, was the one I would say when I look back I enjoyed the most um, considering the circumstances that the club had had gone uh, bust and were were demoted to the first division and it was a team of locals it was all lads that I grew up with and knew and we had a slow start to the season and we went on the they had a fantastic run of form and go on and won a league title with some fantastic players. You know, Patrick McElhinney, James McLean, Mark Farren, you know, David McDade still playing in the Irish League. We had a phenomenal team that would compete in the League of Ireland now. Um, you know, without doubt. And I just think that was a special moment and something I dreamed about as a kid was to play for Derry City. My first dream was a as a as a young footballer, believe it or not, was always to play for Derry City and to achieve that. And they won a league title, albeit be a first division. It was something really special. And then we won the League Cup the following season, which was, was something really special as well for me. You know, um, the Cup final with Newry, got the CIS Cup final with Newry, first senior Cup final, although we lost to Porter Down, um, was, a, was a really special experience as well. It was my first Cup final. Um, they had my oldest son, Alfie, come on the pitch with me as a mascot uh, on the day. was was really special as well, you know, and been lots of good moments lots of good moments but they're the, they're the ones that would stick out most yeah and I know you're certainly very well thought of at Newry City I'm sure you are at Derry City as well and it's just actually lovely to hear a little mention of Mark Farham because he was such a special player and I know people miss him very much yeah Mark Mark was Mark was special in terms of on the pits and off the pits we used to sit beside each other on the bus um, on the way to away games with Derry which could be quite long at times that year in the first division you know you had Waterford Wexford Limerick so there was <laughs> Six, five, six-hour trips, and yeah. you know they were they were very enjoyable bus journeys, especially when you when you got good results away from home. But playing with the likes of Mark, you know, you just knew what you were getting with him. He was just a, an unbelievable professional. But he's very funny man off the pitch as well, and um, and it helped me a lot because he was such a good player that I knew if he got the ball to Mark, he had a chance of winning matches. So my motto from when I was very young, my dad used to say to me all the time, "You just get the ball, son, and give it to good players." And that was that was pretty much what I stuck in the whole the whole career was do what you're good at and get it to the good players if you can. And when you have players like Mark in your team, it was it was great, you know. And 
just it's, it's a real shame um, how it went for Mark because he battled so hard and he fought so hard but you know man's a legend across uh, both leagues and very rightly so uh, I'm just smiling. Uh, listen to you talk about your dad there as as well. You know, obviously, uh, your your brother had a good uh, playing career. Your your dad was uh, was a sort of tough taskmaster, making sure you stay grounded. Um, dad, my dad Neville was was by far the biggest influence. You know, on, on my on my playing career, and even till to today, he's the he's the first man that I'll, that I'll ring for for advice and anything. You know, and um, but. It was, it was, it was, it was quite um, sort of. I wouldn't say tough on us. I don't think that's a fair word. He pushed us hard. I would say I, I think that Sean, um, my older brother Sean, was a was one of the most talented players I ever played with anywhere. You know, and was born with talent and 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 had it, and probably didn't work as hard as he should have. I think Sean will, will tell you that as well. But my dad knew that I was the opposite. That I had to work for everything that I was going to get and. Had they had they fight my corner a little bit, and and dad would have pushed me, you know. I know that I didn't need pushed. I, I kind of need sometimes reined in a little bit. I'm, I was very driven, very focused. But my dad knew how to how to get the best out of us, you know. He would he would certainly not let you away with anything, you know. I I always tell the story of you're on about keeping me grounded. I don't think too many times I need to keep grounded because I'm not that type of person. But I remember coming home from England and flew back on the city there at the airport. My dad picked me up and. We're in the car journey home. It was one of those times you come home from England and you kind of little bit down because you think, you know, where am I going now? You know, my, my dream in England's kind of over. And he said to me, uh, "What's your plan, son?" And I said, "I'm going to try and get a, a club and play." And he said to me, "No," nah. he says, "You're not." He says, "You're going to get a job, son. That's what you're going to do." And I went, "All right, okay." And he said, "In terms of clubs." He said, "Make sure you get the right club, son." He says, "You need to play as much football as you can." Now you've you, you're you've had your your time playing bits and pieces of first team football and learning. He says, "You need to come back here now, and whatever you do in this country, this is a massive step up from where you've been before. So don't be going and thinking it's going to be easy." And he just put me straight in my place very very quickly, and it was probably the best advice he ever gave me. He just let me know very quickly that. Don't be coming home and think this is a walk in the park because you're coming home to play at a very high standard of football wherever you go. He's clearly been a brilliant mentor to you. And Emmett, you're such a great communicator, genuinely meant that. Always felt that. Um, very easy person to talk to, very easy person to listen to. I'm sure Dirkview fans are excited just sort of hearing the, the, the calibre of person that you are. And uh, the, the funny thing is you're talking about the big oil journeys to the likes of Waterford. There are people that think in the, the championship going to Castle Derg is going to the end of the earth. Yeah, that, that's it. Sometimes just to make me laugh, you know. Um, when we're at Newry, the, the lads travelling out of Belfast will be will be frustrated or annoyed having to travel sort of forty minutes down the road where me and Richard Clark and Paddy McLaughlin and the brother Sean had just done two and a half hours for a training session, you know, and it used to make me smile. But you know, um, people want people coming the the uh, the derg, you know, that's essentially if players are coming down and they're not happy with the travel fantastic Michael you know it suits us down the ground you know that we're, we're well used to it our players are, are well used to it being from the northwest. you've always got to travel it's just the way it goes and I think in the end it, it can it can be a, it can be a tool for us you know they, they make they make life difficult for teams you know we, you take every advantage you can and if, if people don't want to do the travel fantastic because um, we'll be certainly making sure that when we when we play we want to make uh, it is difficult for teams coming on the Dara Park as we can. And just in closing, it is Newington this weekend. They had had such a great start to the season. They've had a difficult few weeks. I'm sure that won't last. Uh, what's your rallying cry to supporters heading into this big game at Dara Park? Pretty much, come out and support us. Get behind us. You know, I've been at Dara Park for big games previously uh, as a coach and as a player in the championship and. When the crowd's there and it gets they get behind it, it can, it can be it can be a daunting place to come. You know, it can definitely be daunting, and we're going to need all the support we can get. And the boys definitely deserve it. They're they're giving the, they're giving the fans and the club everything, and that that that's a fact. And that will never be in question. And and my plan is to to keep doing that and push us on more and and hopefully improve the results in the pitch. And just you know. The fans, I'm sure they'll come out and support us, and the, and I'll be telling the lads the same thing. If you can go and get some ones on the board, more and more people are going to want to come and watch you. It's a very simple fact of football. One matches, more people want to come and see how you're getting on.
And if I happen to find myself at one of your games later on this season, am I going to find you playing alongside Keith Cowan? Are you going to bring the boots back out in January or anything like that? Any announcements to make on that front? No, certainly not. <laughs> like, oh, um, my playing days are over, thankfully. Um, it was. It's not something that I miss. Luckily enough, I don't miss playing at all. I've always wanted to be a manager. And it's just one of those things that now I'm happy enough on the sideline. The odd day, you know, you do look and go, you know, I don't mind it, but I don't. At the odd time of training, I'll, I'll, I'll clip a couple of balls about. I'll, I'll maybe, I'll maybe do a little demonstration, try and, try and show I've still got a little bit. But no, certainly not. My, um, my legs are well and truly gone. I think they were gone when I was playing the last year, maybe two, and I maybe kept going a little bit. And if anything, COVID done me a favour because it let me boy out quietly. It let me sort of slip under retirement, nice and quiet, and and get my head under my coaching. Well, fantastic. I genuinely wish you all the very best of luck. And uh, it all starts this weekend. So uh, probably a wee sleepless night here, but it'll be all excitement and fun from here on in. Emmett Friars, thanks so much for coming on to the score. No, thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure. The score with Michael Clark. Oh, that brings us to the end of the programme. A huge thanks to Emmett Friars, to Dan Larmer, and to Rory Heal, our great guests on the show. Thank you to you for listening and what a day to be able to make the announcement. You know, we've been on FM for years as in radio, but we're now in FM, meaning football manager for the next three years at least. And we are so, so excited about that. And I hope you are too. So when you play the game, you'll see our name. You'll see a little line underneath. You can click that link and it'll take you through to our podcast. It'll open us up to a whole pile more people and hopefully spread the word even further about this brilliant product we have in this country the Sports Direct Premiership the Player Fit Championship the Player Fit PIL and the Northern Ireland National Team thank you so much as ever for your company all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sports and any gaming